It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs Podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. Welcome back for another week of fantastic Georgia fandom, Daniel. And by fantastic, I just mean... It's Georgia fandom. Like, I didn't have it's, to add fantastic onto it. Listen, it's it, it really doesn't matter if you if being a Georgia fan is fantastic or if being a Georgia fan is excruciating, and it is both at times. It is all, the lot that it is the lot that we all share. It is our cross to bear. And you know, Daniel, we will bear it with dignity. Daniel, I want to make a I want to make just a lexicon addition because uh I'm the I'm the stupidest of all Georgia fans because some of y'all were were born into it. Like you just couldn't help it, you know. Mm, um, that's right. Mm-hmm. You just it was just like given to you. You're like, okay, I will accept this. Some of us, this, mm-hmm. some of us chose willingly, knowing all the history, knowing all mm-hmm. the all the Florida games against Tebow and Spurrier, knowing all the the gut wrenching losses, and still said yes. And by some of us, I mean me. So. Uh, you immigrated in from foreign lands to I this did. to we this did. great country, and we said, "Give us your tired, your sick, your poor, whatever that says on the Statue and of I, Liberty." And, and I said, and "Sure I enough, said, there you were." I said, "They're already here. <laughs> I don't, I don't yep, have more to give." There. Oh yes, that's correct. We are the sick and <laughs> yeah. the tired and yes. the frustrated and yes. the whatever. Uh, Happy belated Fourth of July, by the yep. way, to you all. Go on America. Most patriotic of notes. Um, um, he's we, Clint. I'm Daniel. We're yep. not experts. We are not gurus, but we are Georgia fans, as he mentioned. And our our goal on this podcast is to help you to be the best fans that you could possibly be. Um, uh, that's what we take pride in. That's what we consider ourselves to be experts in. And there's, that's a worthy, that's a worthy cause to, to find yourself as an expert in. So, um, uh, if you're a Georgia fan, you're in the right place. We're glad that you found us. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. You can click that subscribe button. And that's really all you have to do to help us out a tremendous amount. We really do appreciate you being here. If you're old to the podcast, welcome back. Um, uh, we're glad to have you tuning in again for another week of shows. As Clint said, we'll be here Monday, Wednesday, and Friday of this week talking about all things related to the University of Georgia and the team that we love. Um, uh, If you love the show, leave us a rating and a review. Those things always help us. And as always, if you want to interact with us, if you have segment ideas, if you have thoughts and comments about our thoughts and comments, you can always reach out either via the email at LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com or you can reach out via the Twitter machine at Dogs Podcast. We'd love to interact with you in either one of those places. Mm -hmm. Um, Thanks to all of you for all of your kind words and all of your comments uh, over the last few weeks. And we're going to be with you every step of the way up into the 2020 college football season which is going to happen just as surely as we did not get into a fistfight with a Vanderbilt fan. The 2020 college football season is going to happen unencumbered. That is is what we're choosing to believe. Um, uh, Today's episode, we are going to – we began uh, last Monday. We began with a uh, 
a breakdown of the quarterback position. Uh, we talked about last year's quarterback position. We gave it a rating, scale of 1 to 99. And um, then we looked ahead to this year's quarterback position, and we gave it a rating. So you can go back and listen to last Monday's episode if you want to know our thoughts about the quarterback position. Today, in the second and third segments, we are going to talk about the running back position in a similar fashion. So we're going to Is recall... Is that important at the University of Georgia? I, I mean... One could say so. We're going to call to mind names like DeAndre Swift, and then um, uh, we're going to put those names away for the rest of the season, and we're going to then look ahead to this 2020 squad of running backs, and we're going to tell you if we think they're going to be better, worse, or the same as last year's squad. But before we get into any of that, Clint, Mm -hmm. there's just something – it's near and dear to my heart because – this um, is the most anticipated I have been for a podcast episode, Daniel, since we listed the top 10 most hated fans in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Okay. Listen, if you if you clicked on this podcast and you happen to notice the title of the podcast, then you, uh-huh. you possibly know what's coming. And for some of you, you might have seen this in the news and you might have an idea of what we're going to talk about. And then for some of you, you clicked on this podcast having absolutely no idea. That's who I'm most excited to be talking to right now, the people that absolutely have no idea what this is. Uh, I live in the great state of Tennessee, Clint, and we are known for many things, uh, one sure. of which is country music, another of which is whiskey, and another of which is people who are not very smart or educated. Uh, I, so, you know what? I want the third option. Daniel, can I have the third option for this <laughs> yeah, segment let's talk the about that. Let's talk about that third option. There's a little town in Tennessee um, called Loretta, Tennessee, and uh, they made the news this past week. Loretta, Tennessee, by the way, in case you needed to know, is right Please. on the border with, you guessed it, Alabama. Come on. So, Come on. <laughs> uh, so way down there in the southern part of Tennessee, right on the border uh, with Alabama. Uh, the little town of Loretta, Tennessee, the police department put out a post on Facebook encouraging people to please refrain from flushing their illegal drugs down the toilet when their home was being raided by the police. I'm sorry. Uh, hold, hold, so, hold on. So that's, far. That, that, by the that, way, we haven't hit the punchline. Daniel just no, said you no. made the news because part one – we're not we're not to part two and three and four yet. Part one, as you were being arrested for felonies, don't mm-hmm. try to get rid of evidence by flushing Please. it down the toilet. Please, Please there's a request refrain. by the PD. Okay. That this request was not made out of thin air, as you may guess. It was made because that exact thing did happen multiple times over a string of months. Mm-hmm. The police department then warned not that you could serve more jail time. Or you no. could be tried for tampering with evidence I, I was just or say. obstructing justice or any sort of – I haven't c- consulted with our uh, Lockdown Bulldogs legal consultant, uh, intern, executive producer Michael on this. But I'm pretty sure there are many ways we, we know the, the police department could have gone. Um, the police department of Loretta, Tennessee – uh, instead went with a tactic of saying, please do not flush our illegal drugs down the toilet because those illegal drugs will feed into our sewer and our wastewater treatment facilities okay. and may come in contact with certain wildlife, which may, and I quote, result in the creation of meth gators. Clint, these are alligators okay. that have consumed okay. methamphetamines okay. and are now... Um, 
negatively affected, let's just say, <laughs> by said methamphetamines? Okay. Couple, couple things right off the bat. Let's get to a couple things right off the bat. Okay. If your first concern is not, it can get in our sewage system and adversely affect children who find them on the on the shores of said sewage. No. Correct. No, no, no. Yeah. Let's not go. No, there. we're not worried about them. Not worried about them. They have long been they have long been needled before this, apparently, down there. Let's not but but gators and adversely affected. Okay. By the way, real quick. What happens to a gator on meth? Like uh according to this article, um the people in Loretta, Tennessee police department speculate <laughs> This is yep. they have no they have no data, yep. but they speculate that it could create a hyper aggressive alligator, um, <laughs> and the consequences so, of such an alligator are we, we're not even sure about. So let me get this right. Let me get this right. Fine people down at Loretta, Tennessee, have basically stolen 1980s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, made mm-hmm. it to their own devices of, of contextualization with gators instead of turtles, mm-hmm. and said, we don't know, but if if y'all didn't understand gators aggressive, but with meth super aggressive, they just basically made Sharknado into a news article, is what they did. May I read you the entire post, Clint? I would beg you to. It says, folks, please don't flush your drugs, okay? <laughs> so, how we... How are we doing so far? Everybody with us so far? Okay. Made. Folks, please don't flush your drugs, okay? Our sewer guys take great pride in releasing water that is cleaner than what's in the creek. Okay. But they are not really prepared for meth. (laughs) Ducks, geese, and other fowl frequent our treatment ponds, and we shudder to think what one that's all hyped up on meth could be capable of. Hyped up on meth. I shudder to think of a goose coming at me. You don't got a crouton, but a meth, meth goose. Watch it. But that's uh, No, it's, um, uh, Clint, when you see meth gators, mm-hmm. you may wonder to yourself, why are we talking about this on the podcast? But if you're wondering that to yourself, honestly, I don't know. I don't know how to help you because if you don't understand why we're talking about this on the podcast, um, then you haven't hung out with us enough to know what we think about the Florida Gators. Because when I see the headline meth Gators, I want to know which one of Dan Mullen's players has been arrested. Like that's Correct. why I clicked on this article. Correct. Instead I was given this piece of this piece of information. Um look, meth gators meth gators are real. Or maybe they're not. It's it's up in the air. No who, one can be sure. Who knows? But, but let me let me verify this. Is meth frequented by University of Florida Gators? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, it is. And I shudder to think what it could do if one of those students was released out into the wild. Clint. Uh, um, we, we've got some. We've got some real uh, football news to talk about. But we did want to get. We did want to get our conversation on meth gators out there. Uh, this is an issue that the public needs to be aware of. By the way, and on so, record, we are against meth gators. If anyone was unclear, we are anti meth gator. Please do not try to spin this in a way that makes us pro meth gator. Um, we stand against meth gators and all that they are and are for. Um, uh, you know what else we're against, Clint? Is paying too much for our gosh darned auto parts. Look, we just 
We don't care I, for it. I don't got time to pay for all this exorbitant fees that you're going to charge me for a part that I know costs you $20 to make. You're not going to charge me $400. Okay, Daniel. The Honda Odyssey is looking spiffy. It's looking mm-hmm. sporty. The it fuel is. economy is going you put a, well in you, it. Did you put a spoiler on that thing? Spoiler is that what we're trying to say? That thing? That's what I'm trying. It's a sleeper. <laughs> Y'all pull up to me on on the road and you just think, oh, there's a Honda Odyssey. Don't you? Those four cylinders in that engine are ready to roll. Okay. Lord knows if I see a Honda Odyssey with a spoiler on it, I think a meth gator is going to be driving it, Clint. I'm just going exactly right. to tell you that exactly. right now. But um, no, 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 no. That Honda Odyssey is serving me well because I have serviced it from parts from RockAuto.com because Daniel, they ship directly to your door. You don't have to be embarrassed by going into any parts store, not knowing the right of way of what to do, where to go. They take care of all that for you. They have every part your car will ever need. They ship directly to your door, contactless delivery, and prices that are going to be low all the time, Daniel. Uh, If you need a part for that Honda Odyssey or any other car that you have, please head over to rockauto.com. Let them know we sent you by in the comments section saying locked on. rockauto.com, all the parts your car will ever need. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, Clint, let's jump into the Georgia football team uh, because that's, some would say, what we're here to talk about. I would sure. It I, is, would quibble, it is I would quibble official. with the notion that Meth Gators does not fall under our jurisdiction. <laughs> that's in our uh, purview. Don't you dare it say is, it's not. It is absolutely in our purview. Um, uh, but let's talk about the running back position. As you know, if you've been listening to the podcast for several years, we like to, we like to uh, grade, uh, project our... Uh, depth chart in terms of position groups, not in terms of individual players, but by position groups, on a on a Madden style rating, one to ninety nine, ninety nine being the best that it could possibly be. Um, and we're gonna do this with the running back position, but what we usually don't do is look back at last year's crop of running backs. So we before the season last year, we gave you what we thought our running backs were going to be, but um, we thought it'd be helpful if we gave you our are looking back postseason evaluation of the running backs, and we gave them a number grade one to ninety nine, so that we could compare whether or not we expect this year's crop to get better, worse, or stay the same. So let's look at last year's running back position, Clint. It is um, headlined by the, of course, uh, highly drafted DeAndre Swift. I thought he yep. he slid wildly in the draft, but he, he was uh, still taken with an early uh, draft pick, a second round pick by the Detroit Lions. I'm excited to see him get down to Detroit and play alongside Matthew Stafford. Brian Harrion, also uh, a cornerstone fixture in the backfield for mm-hmm. Georgia for four solid years. I still remember his first carry against North Carolina in that opening game of the season uh, when he uh, took it around the edge for a touchdown and um he was a steady source of production uh every step of the way since then when you look back and you think about the running backs you don't have to give me your number yet clint but what stands out to you when you think about the position group of running back from last year's team 
I think last year as we did this preview, we were nervous, Daniel. It was fair to say that there was going to be a considerable drop-off for us from the previous year's squad. I wonder why that would be. Oh, uh-huh. wait. Oh, wait. Because the best there has been through the doors, Daniel. Uh, a crop of the best. Not the Correct. best. Correct. Yes, two years ago. Yes, Correct. two years ago. So we were we were very, very nervous about that. Uh, this last year... Elijah Holyfield leaving, uh, and we were still nervous about that. We didn't know where the production could come. So I think actually what what we have seen, we were nervous about this steady decline leading up to this, and I think it proved to be true. I think our fears were affirmed in last year's production on the field, and that's what stands out to me the most. Yeah, I think I think I agree, and I think it's a bit hard to know how to separate Lack of production from the running back position and disappointment with the offensive line position. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I do think, and we'll get to offensive line um, in, the, in the upcoming weeks, but I do think that those two things are obviously very related. I do think there's a reason that, um, that while people were sad to see Sam Pittman go because he's a great dude and um, by all accounts he benefited Georgia tremendously in terms of recruiting, in terms of coaching, there was... Um, a bit of a disappointment on in on that unit as well, and so um, the number that I looked to though was um, was this one in all of 2019. Clint, the University of Georgia running backs had exactly one carry for more than 40 yards. Clint, one the 47 yard run by DeAndre Swift against Missouri. That is the carry yeah. for over 40 yards, which means – now, look, there was some 39-yard carries, some 36-yard carries. There was a 40-yard carry. But over 40 yards, there was one. There were no carries over 50 yards uh, from last year's backfield. There were no you, – you had a lack of explosive – runs Mm -hmm. specifically Mm -hmm. everybody wanted to talk about the passing game last year and the passing game was a disappointment last year we've talked about jake Fromm. we'll talk about the receivers the passing game was a letdown last year the system the coordinator the quarterback whatever but the running game was also a contributing factor to how how unexplosive our offense was and it just got you just got the feeling that you know i guess two years ago against auburn when deandre swift just took it to the house um, and and looked like he got shot out of a cannon. You sort of expected then in 2018 and 2019, he struggled with some injuries in 2018. You sort yeah. of expected that that was going to become the norm for DeAndre Swift, and it never was. No, it never, it never was. We, we even saw him in the college football playoff. We saw him come in, and all of a sudden we thought, okay, here we go. This is what we're going to expect for the coming years. We're going to have excitement. He's the home run threat. He's one foot in the ground, get up field, and zoom, zoom, goodbye. Uh and, and that wasn't it. He had to grind out yards, it seemed. He had to fight for every single inch. And he did that well. Like. He did he that did. really well. We, we are on record. Uh, we loved DeAndre Swift's effort last yeah. year. Uh, All right, so what's not, the number you're given? What, the backfield. Swift, Harrion, Zamir White, James Cook, the whole unit from 2019. What's the number? Uh, just to remind everyone, you gave the quarterback position a 75 last year, Clint. Mm-hmm. Not... Uh, not stellar. Not a, not a Madden caliber starter right there. What are you going to give to the running backs from last year? I, I got to give them an, an 81, Daniel. Not much better. No. 
Um, and I think that has a lot to do with, you know, obviously the disappointment of what could have been. That's playing in my mind. But I think just production and, and eyeball tests is 81. I'm going to give the running backs from last year an 85, no, an 86. Uh, because I, I do think that if I had to grade all the units on the offensive side of the ball, the running okay. backs are the best. Whoa. They are the best Whoa. unit on the offensive side of the ball. They're better oh. than the offensive line. They're better They're than not, the quarterback. They were not They're better, better than wide receivers. They, they were, were not better be, than, Well, no. with, with Cager's injury being factored in, they were better than the wide receivers. If Cager were healthy the entire year, they would not have been better than the wide receivers. But from top to bottom, they were better than the wide receivers. Because when Cager went out... Let's not act like Jorge was catching every ball before the Baylor game. Okay, ba- yeah, like Baylor was last game of the season, y'all. Yeah, not. But mid. when, but when Lawrence Cager went out, and so that's like the equivalent of you. If you take DeAndre Swift out of the backfield, Ooh. that would still be a productive unit. Now it would have a steep drop off. But when Lawrence Cager went away, the entire passing game left the University we were, of we Georgia. Were dead in the water. So we were just I'm floating going, in the middle of the lake. I am going 86 for last year's team, uh, but let's. Uh, Take a quick break, and we'll get to what we think about this coming year's unit. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Better or worse, Daniel? That's that's my question. That's where I want to go. That's that's what I want to hear from us. Mm-hmm. 81 and 86, not, not the standard that I think you and I are accustomed to for UGA. Yeah, when you okay. go back, when you go back to 2017... You got Sony Michelle, you got Nick Chubb, you got a freshman DeAndre Swift. You you're looking at a unit that is in the high nineties oh, in yeah. terms of a oh, in terms yeah. of a position group, maybe ninety eight, somewhere in mm-hmm. that vicinity. Um this year you got Zamir White, you got James Cook, both coming back. You got Kenny McIntosh also coming back. And you got two newcomers, you got Kendall Milton, you got Dejon Edwards. Clint, uh I'm not gonna bury the lead. No, I think this group's getting better. Absolutely. I, I, listen, you don't you don't need to know that if you've been listening to the podcast. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. This is the part where I talk about how Zamir White's going to blow up this year. Okay, so this is the part in. where this is settle the part where Daniel says, "Show me an SEC record Zamir White won't break." Buckle up, because we're about to get wild uh, in terms of some Zamir White projections. All right, <laughs> we're about to get all meth gator on Zamir White projections. Is what we're going to do. That's aggressive, Daniel. It's hyper aggressive. aggressive. Hyper aggressive. Oh, that's going to become that's going to become a regular statement on the show. We're about to get we're about to go meth gator on this. Do not play a drinking game with meth gator on this podcast. Uh-huh. You will die. Listen, do I expect James Cook to have a better season? Under the tutelage of the new offensive system and coordinator, yes, I do. Um, Do I expect him to come in and light the world on fire? No, I don't because, honestly, that ship has sailed and he's going to have to prove me wrong. Mm -hmm. Do I expect Kenny McIntosh to be the same old, old reliable Brian Harrion 2.0? Yes, I do, and I love that we have him, and I couldn't be more excited that he is a part of this backfield. Um, uh, And then you got these two freshmen. Um, I think one of them will get – 
significant carries this year. I mm-hmm. think the other will get a few some garbage time carries, but I think one of them will get significant carries this year. But Zamir White is going to have a year this year. I like the new offensive line philosophy. I like um, some of the things that you're hearing and reading and seeing about uh, maybe change in offensive line system, mm-hmm. maybe using a bit more athleticism, a few more pulling um, options on the offensive line, getting our offensive linemen out into space. And um, so I expect Zamir White to, to be Number one, two years removed from a devastating injury, which we've gone into great lengths about how Nick Chubb uh, was much better in year two than he was in year one. I expect the same thing from Zamir White. And um, I expect the offensive line to open up holes. Clint, Zamir White will have multiple 50-yard runs this season. You're on record. I'm on record, and I'm sticking with that. Um, DeAndre Swift. Didn't have one last year, but Zamir Hyatt will have multiple 50-yard runs this year. I'm going to give this running back group an 89 for the upcoming season. That's my number that I'm going to give them. This is shocking to me, Daniel. It's, what's shocking? That I didn't go 90? That I went lower than 90? That you went lower than 90. This is shocking yeah. to me. Because because let me let me just go ahead and turn on my blinker. And oh, okay. let me get in the Are you left gonna merge? lane. Are you going to merge? No, there's no, there's no merging. There's the left oh. hand lane. Oh, and I see. I see an opening. And Daniel's over there <laughs> oh, on the right hand oh, okay. side. And okay. I'm just going to say, you take your 89. Give me 92. Give okay. me 92 for this group. And here is why. I am coming around. Look, last year, Zamir White was not what I expected him to be. His head was down far too much. He didn't have vision. I get the the handicapping of the ACL injury, devastating knee injury coming back from that. And you know what? The more that I hear, the more that I can say, I think this is a fair statement for me. Zamir White is the best lotto ticket you can own right now. Oh, absolutely. He is the best. because, Because for me, the floor might be a little lower than some of you. Who, who enjoy Zeus. And again, I enjoy Zeus, okay? no Nobody's rooting for him as much as I am. I love the kid. But... Probably his ceiling, mom. Probably, well... Probably his mom's rooting for him more than you are. As you want to, if we want to get this technical is, on it. Dan, Daniel... I don't know his mom personally, but I have a, I have a strong Mrs. lean that she is. Mrs. Zeus, come on the show. Let us know yeah. Wh- yeah. how that is. Uh, so the lot of tickets incredible, but you're also telling me of the other lot of tickets, the floor of Kenny McIntosh. I think the floor of Kenny McIntosh is higher than the floor of Brian Harrion, and the floor of Brian Harrion was awesome. We very we steady, very steady very production. Steady. Okay, uh, I think he has a chance of getting six yard clips at a time, no problem. And now you add Kendall Milton, who, by the way, also awesome lotto ticket. I mm-hmm. I think at the end of this year, between those three, if you're telling me uh, I'm not as bullish as Daniel is on Zeus. But you're telling me between those three, somebody's not blowing up. Give me the over all day long. Make bets on yards. Make bets on touchdown. Between those three, we have ourselves. One of them is a superstar in the making. I'm telling you and right now. And you didn't even name the guy that's the actual lottery ticket, which is James, James, James Cook. Cook. <laughs> right. No, I didn't even name him. I named three guys who put between the tackles and I could take them. If you guys and then and then yes, add who we have called King Boo Boo on skates, this ghost that just seems to separate from people at spring practice and at G Day, but nowhere in games. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So if you're maybe me, the fact that there was no spring practice and there was no G day this year, Clint, maybe that means we'll get it in at least one of the games. Bring it, uh, no Virginia, I'm, look out, James Cook, he coming. Uh, no, I'm very high on this running back group this year. I'm very excited for it. Uh, lotto tickets all around. One of them's going to bust, and one of them is going to take the SEC by storm, and I cannot wait. All right. Well, that's fascinating, Clint. You have Jamie Newman, the quarterback, at an 85 Uh overall. And you have the running back group as a unit at a 92 overall. That is interesting. That is a t- that is telling. That is that is a fascinating thing that you're saying there. Um, uh, we shall see. Um, uh, we are both high on these running backs. Um, Clint a little bit more high on guys like Kenny McIntosh. Me a little bit more high on guys like Zamir White. But uh, we're both excited for these newcomers. We're both excited to see what the running game looks like in this new offensive system. And uh, we will be just as excited as you to follow along with it. Uh, that does it for us today. If you uh, like the show, again, please leave us a rating or a review. We would appreciate that a great deal. Subscribe to the show. Tell a friend about the show, all that stuff. You can email us, LockdownBulldogs at gmail.com, or hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. Um, if you have a Meth Gators-related question, um, please get it in to us. We will be taking those in as a priority. We'll be taking right, meth data questions first. Top to the list, get started. By the way, if you were to we're ask on, me, we're automatically telling Gmail to bump all meth gators content to the important file. You know what? The, let's make meth gator trend. Okay, dog meth. nation. Let's just let's. Um, uh, if there's ever been a hashtag that we can all get behind, it's got to be meth gator. That's okay. That's to be. Like, has to be. Uh, all right. Wednesday, we will be back. We will be playing our favorite game, this or that. So tune in on Wednesday for that. If you're still hungry for more content, you can tell your smart device to play the latest episode of Locked On SEC. And we will see you guys back here on Wednesday. See ya. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.